0: You're listening to the Bible Chunks read Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Bible Chunks Read-Through podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Judges 6-1 through eight thirty 100 verses today. The people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave them into the hand of Midian seven years, and the hand of Midian overpowered Israel. And because of Midian, the people of Israel made for themselves the dens that are in the mountains and the caves and the strongholds. For whenever the Israelites planted crops, the Midianites and the Amalekites and the people of the east would come up against them. They would encamp against them and devour the produce of the land, as far as Gaza, and leave no sustenance in Israel, and no sheep or ox or donkey. For they would come up with with their livestock in their tents. They would come like locusts in number." Both they and their camels could not be counted, so that they laid waste the land as they came in. And Israel was brought very low because of Midian, and the people of Israel cried out for, the Lord, for help to the Lord. When the people of Israel cried out to the Lord on account of the Midianites, the Lord sent a prophet to the people of Israel. And he said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I led you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of slavery. And I delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land. And I said to you, I am the Lord your God. You shall not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the Abiezarite, while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And Gideon said to him, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do not I send you? And he said to him, Please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, But I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. And he said to him, If now I have found favor in your eyes, then show me a sign that it is you who speak to me. Please do not depart from here until I come to you and bring out my present and set it before you. And he said, I will stay until you return. So Gideon went into, the, into his house and prepared a young goat and unleavened cakes from an ephah of flour, the meat that he put in a basket and the broth he put in a pot and brought them to him under the terebinth and presented them. And the angel of God said to him, take the meat and the unleavened cakes and put them on this rock and pour the broth over them. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord reached out the tip of his staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened cakes. And fire sprang up from the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened cakes. And the angel of the Lord vanished from his sight. Then Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. And Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for now I've seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace be to you. Do not fear, you shall not die. Then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day it still stands at Ophrah, which belongs to the Abiezrites. That night the Lord said to him, Take your father's bull and the second bull, seven years old, and pull down the altar of Baal that your father has, and cut down the ashtaroth that is beside it, and build an altar to the Lord your God on top of the stronghold there, with stones laid in due order. Then take the second bull and offer it as a burnt offering with the wood of the Asherah that you shall cut down. So Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had told him. But because he was too afraid of his family and the men of the town to do it by day, he did it by night. When the men of the town rose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was broken down and the Asherah beside it was cut down and the second bull was offered on the altar that had been built. And they said to one another, Who has done this thing? And after they had searched and inquired, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, has done this thing. Then the men of the town said to Joash, Bring out your son, that he may die, for he has broken down the altar of Baal and cut down the Asherah beside it. But Joash said to all who stood against him, Will you contend for Baal, or will you save him? Whoever contends for him shall be put to death by morning. If he is a god, let him contend for himself, because his altar has been broken down. Therefore, on that day, Gideon was called Jerubbaal, that is to say, let Baal Baal contend against him, because he has broken down his altar. Now all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the people of the east came together, and they crossed the Jordan and encamped in the valley of Jezreel. But the spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon, and he sounded the trumpet, and the Abiezarites were called out to follow him. And he sent messengers throughout all Manasseh, and they too were called out to follow him. And he sent messengers to Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, and they went up to meet him. Then Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand as you have said, Behold, I am laying a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece alone, and it is dry on the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand as you have said. And it was so. When he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece, he wrung out enough dew from the fleece to fill a bowl with water. Then Gideon said to God, let not your anger burn against me. Let me speak just once more, please. Let me test just once more with the fleece. Please let it be dry on the fleece only, and on the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night, and it was dry on the fleece only, and on all the ground there was dew. Then Jerubbaal, that is Gideon, and all the people who were with him rose early and encamped beside the spring of Harad. And the camp of Midian was north of them, on, by the hill of Morah in the valley the lord said to gideon the people with you are too many for me to give the midianites into their hands. let israel boast over me lest israel boast over me saying my own hand has saved me now therefore proclaim in the ears of my people saying whoever is fearful and trembling let him return home and hurry away from mount gilead then 22000 of the people returned and 10000 remained and the lord said to gideon the people are still too many take them down to the water and i will test them for you there and anyone of whom I say to you, this one shall go with you, shall go with you. And anyone of whom I say to you, this one shall not go with you, shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone who laps the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set by himself. Likewise, everyone who kneels down to drink, and the number of those who lapped putting their hands to their mouths was 300 men. But all the rest of the people knelt down to drink water. And the Lord said to Gideon, With the 300 men who lapped, I will save you, and give the Midianites into your hand, and let all the others go, every man to his home. So the people took provisions in their hands, and their their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent, but retained the 300 men, and the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. That same night the Lord said to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have given it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp with Purah, your servant, and you shall hear what they say. And afterward, your hand shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. And he went down with Purah, his servant, to the outposts of the armed men who were in the camp. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and the people of the east lay along the valley like locusts in abundance. And their camels were without number, as the sand that's on the seashore in abundance. When Gideon came, behold, a man was telling a dream to his comrade. And he said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and behold, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian and came to the tent and struck it so that it fell and turned it upside down so that the tent lay flat. And his comrade answered, This is no other than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. God has given into his hand Midian and all the camp. As soon as Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation, he worshipped. And he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has given the host of Midian into your hand. And he divided the 300 men into three companies and put trumpets into the hands of all of them and empty jars with torches inside the jars. And he said to them, Look at me and do likewise. When I come to the outskirts of the camp, do as I do. When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me, then blow the trumpets also on every side of all the camp and shout, For the Lord and for Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outskirts of the camp and at the beginning of the middle watch, when they had just set the watch, and they blew the trumpets and smashed the jars that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and broke their jars. They held in their left hands the torches and in their right hands the trumpets to blow, and they cried out, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon. Every man stood in his place around the camp And all the army ran. They cried out and fled. When they blew the 300 trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his comrade and against all the army. And the army fled as far as Beth Shittah towards Zerara, as far as the border of Abel-Meholah by Tabath. And the men of Israel were called out from Naphtali and from Asher and from all Manasseh, and they pursued after Midian. Gideon sent messengers throughout all the hill country of Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites and capture the waters against them, as far as beth barah and also the Jordan. So all the men of Ephraim were called out, and they captured the waters as far as beth barah and also the Jordan. And they captured the two princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb. They killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb, and Zeb they killed at the winepress of Zeb. Then they pursued Midian and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon across the Jordan. Then the men of Ephraim said to him, What is this that you have done to us, not to call us when you went to fight against Midian? And they accused him fiercely. And he said to them, What have I done now in comparison with you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the grape harvest of Abiezar? God has given into your hands the princes of Midian, Oreb, and Zeb. What have I been able to do in comparison with you? Then their anger against him was subsided when he said this. And Gideon came to the Jordan and crossed over, he and the 300 men who were with him, exhausted yet pursuing. So he said to the men of Sukkoth, Please, give loaves of bread to the people who follow me, for they are exhausted, and I am pursuing after Zeba and Zalmunna, the kings of Midian. And the officials of Succoth said, Are the hands of Zeba and Zalmunna already in your hands, that we should give bread to your army? So Gideon said, Well then, when the Lord has given Zeba and Zalmunna into my hand, I will flail your, fre- your flesh with thorns of the wilderness and with briars. And from there he went up to Penuel and spoke to them in the same way. And the men of Penuel answered him as the men of Sukkoth had answered. And he said to the men of Penuel, When I come again in peace, I will break down this tower. Now Ziba and Zalmunna were in Karkor with their army, about 15,000 men, all who were left of the army of the people of the east for they had fallen one hundred twenty thousand men who drew the sword. And Gideon went up by the way of the tent dwellers east of Noba and Jogbeha and attacked the army, for the army felt secure. And Ziba and Zalmunna fled, and he pursued them and captured the two kings of Midian, Zeba and Zalmunna, and he threw all the army into a panic. Then Gideon, the son of Joash, returned from the battle of, by the ascent of Heras, and he captured a young man of Sukkoth and questioned him. And he wrote down for him the officials and the elders of Sukkoth, seventy-seven men. And he came to the men of Sukkoth and said, Behold, Ziba and Zalmunna, about whom you taunted me, saying, Are the hands of Ziba and Zalmunna already in your hand, that we should give you bread to your men who are exhausted? And he took the elders of the city and took thorns of the wilderness and briars and with them taught the men of Sukkoth a lesson. And he broke down the, the tower of Penuel and killed the men of the city. Then he said to Ziba and Zalmunna, where are the men whom you killed at Tabor? They answered, as you are, so were they. Every one of them resembled the son of a king. And he said, they were my brothers, the sons of my mother. As the Lord lives, if you had saved them alive, I would not kill you. So he sent to Jether, his firstborn, rise and kill them. But the young man did not draw his sword, for he was afraid, because he was still a young man. Then Ziba and Zalmunna said, rise yourself and fall upon us. For as the man is, so is his strength. And Gideon arose and killed Zeba and Zalmunna. And he took the crescent ornaments that were on the necks of their camels. Then the men of Israel said to Gideon, rule over us, you and your son and your grandson also. For you saved us from the hand of Midian. Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you. And my son will not rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. And Gideon said to them, let me make a request of you. Every one of you give me the earrings from his spoil for they had golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites. And they answered, We will willingly give them. And they spread a cloak, and every man threw in it the earrings of his spoil. And the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was 1,700 shekels of gold, beside the crescent ornaments and the pendants and the purple garments worn by the kings of Midian, and beside the collars that were put around the necks of their camels. And Gideon made an ephod of it and put it in his city in Ophrah, And all Israel whored after it there, and it became a snare to Gideon and to his family. So Midian was subdued before the people of Israel, and they raised their heads no more. And the land had rest for forty years in the days of Gideon. Jerubbaal, the son of Joash, went and lived in his own house. Now Gideon had seventy sons, his own offspring, for he had many wives. And his concubine, who was at Shechem, also bore him a son. And he called his name Abimelech. And Gideon, the son of Joash, died in a good old age and was buried in the tomb of Joash his father at Ophrah of the Abiezarites. As soon as Gideon died, the people of Israel turned again and whored after the Baals and made Baal Bereth their God. And the people of Israel did not remember the Lord their God who had delivered them out of the hands of their enemies on every side. And they did not show steadfast love to the family of Jerubbaal, that is, Gideon, in return for all the good that he had done to Israel." Well, today we see one of the key benefits of reading the Bible in the way that we are doing it. We get the full story of Gideon. And as we get the full story of Gideon, we are importing all the rest of the knowledge that we've gained thus far in the Old Testament. That there is a God who has chosen for himself a people, that this God had his desire in the Garden of Eden to bring his glory, to partner with with his creation, with his creatures, humans, humanity, his own image, in order that they might spread his glory over the face of the world. And as we bring and import these, that those who would bless the sons of Abraham would be blessed, and those who would curse the sons of Abraham would be cursed, As as we import all of these things into this story of Gideon, we see that Gideon, again, the the Israelites have turned their backs on the Lord. Though the Lord remains steadfast and faithful to to them, he delivers them over into the hands of their enemies in order that Israel would recognize their need for the Lord. They have set up altars to Baal and Asherah, and they are worshiping false gods, which God knows is going to lead them away towards death. Now Gideon, who is a weak man when we meet him, he's a cowardly man. He is he he is doing the wise thing because in Israel, whenever they would plant their crops, the their enemies would come and they would destroy their crops. They they would take their crops, they would plunder and, and steal like locusts would devour their food and Israel was oppressed. So Gideon is in the wine press as he's threshing his wheat so that nobody can see it so that he can actually have something to eat now there's wisdom in that but he's also painted somewhat cowardly and the lord appears to him the angel of the lord appears to him and tells him i'm going to deliver israel through your hand and gideon recognizing himself to be somebody who is not a deliverer similarly to moses who objected to the lord and said i can't deliver israel out of the hand of the egyptians who am i Gideon has a similar reaction. And this is the kind of leader that God is looking for. Somebody who understands that in their own strength, they are weak. In their own strength, they are unable to perform the task that God has tasked to them. But God says, it is you. And I am going to do it through you. So it's not you. It's me. And I'm going to use you. You have the privilege of being used by me in order to do this mighty work. And Gideon uh, he accepts that eventually. He doesn't argue with the Lord continually and refuse to do it. He accepts it. He recognizes that the Lord is God and he can do what he says he's going to do. But he tests God by using this fleece. And uh, we, a lot of times we'll say, well, we're going to lay out a fleece. Now, that's not something that God wants for us to do, but if we are chosen by him for a specific task he doesn't get mad at us for asking for signs he doesn't get mad at us for looking for evidences that it is him who is calling us towards this thing but it's also not something that we should regularly be doing in order to find out god's will but in this case God chooses Gideon, he gives him these signs, and then he, Gideon goes and, and gets this army. But the problem is that the army is too large, because then Gideon would think, and, and the army would think, we have done this. But the whole point of this is that God is doing this. God is ultimately their deliverer. And so he, he whittles down the army to 300 men, just 300 men. And he gives him even more signs by showing him that he gives dreams to to the enemies of Israel. And Gideon gets wind of that dream, and then his courage is strengthened within him, and he recognizes God does have a plan. So Gideon comes up with this plan to scare the enemies into believing that there is this massive army all around. And by, by creating this fear within the camp, the camp Ends up turning on itself and Gideon gets victory and then chases them. And then we see some interactions with some other tribes, but ultimately the point at the end of this is that Gideon recognizes that uh, the Lord has done this thing and the people want to make uh, Gideon a king over them, but he says, No, I'm not your king. I'm not going to be the king over you. You fear the Lord. You serve the Lord. He wants to be your king. And then ultimately we see Gideon's, uh, Gideon's success uh, go to his head. And he, um, and he turns away from the Lord himself. So as we wrap up, I would ask you the same questions we always ask. What is it that the Lord is stirring in you? What is it that this reveals about who God is? And what is it about humanity or yourself that you recognize in this. And take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.